All right, it is a Friday Fast X Sports Show, and you know what that means. It is time for your weekend gambling golden ticket. I'm Willy Wonka. You are Charlie. You're touring my factory. If you don't take my picks, you're going to fall off like the rest of the kids. If you take them, you might end up with the number one golden ticket and the keys to the factory. But on today's show, I'm going to give you, I think it is 12 total winners for this weekend's NBA games, and I have a wild card weekend matchups as well, and even a couple college basketball games too. But before we get into today's card, I just want to say thanks right off the bat uh, for listening and sharing this with a friend. I appreciate that. And if you are a consistent listener, make sure you are subscribed uh, wherever you listen, wherever that is, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple, Apple Music, wherever you listen. Make sure you subscribe off there. All right, let's get to the picks. Before I get into my actual card, right off the start, I just want to throw out the two NFL games that I have kind of charted as stay-away games, uh, and that is the Bills minus six and a half versus uh, the Colts is one of them. And, and the reason I'm staying away from this one is I, I feel like it's a heart pick going with the Bills. I'm going to be rooting for the Bills big time, just like I'm going to be rooting for the Browns big time this upcoming weekend, just because they're almost like the Lions, where they've been such a tortured franchise that it seems like this could be the year that they finally do turn the tides. But I just don't trust them enough. They haven't, Josh Allen hasn't proven himself in the playoffs. They haven't done enough for me to put my own well-earned money on them this week. So I'm staying away from minus six and a half versus the Colts. I would lean Bills, but ultimately, stay away from me. Another game I'm staying away from, and this is probably the game I'm most look, looking forward to watching this weekend, and that is the Ravens minus three versus the Titans, uh, one o'clock on Sunday. I have honestly, I could see this game going many different directions, and there's no dog I have. I like both teams a lot. I wish that they weren't playing each other uh, the very first round. I wish that this could have been a later playoff matchup. I love the, the the matching styles of pounding the rock, but there's just no way I can pick the Ravens or the Titans with total confidence. So that's another game I'm staying away for. I would lean toward Titans plus three. I would lean that way. I think that it's a more consistent rushing attack with uh, Derrick Henry, and we've all seen what he can do in the playoffs. So that's the way I would lean. Um, he's a little bit more of a clutch player than I think uh, Lamar Jackson has shown us in the playoffs. But all right, enough of that crap. You don't need to listen to that. That's not even winners. This is what you need to listen to is right here. My official betting card. Let's start right off the rip. I'm going to try to move through these pretty quick because I do have a lot of picks. Purdue, plus five versus Michigan State. This is college basketball. MSU's record is 8-3. Purdue, 7-5. and five. Purdue has really underwhelmed this season. Um, they beat Notre Dame. But the last they, they're in the middle of what is just an absolute terrible stretch of road games against three ranked opponents in Rutgers, Maryland, or Rutgers, excuse me, Rutgers, Illinois, and now they have MSU. All within a few days here, all road games. But here's what makes me lean toward Purdue. You guys heard my thoughts on Michigan State. I don't need to go super into depth on what I think their problems are, but I do think that this is kind of almost a must win for Purdue. The, when you go on a road trip like they have, I feel like most teams would be happy just getting one win out of the mix. They are down their last game. They still haven't gotten one win on this weekend road trip. I love Matt Painter. He's consistent. You know what you're getting out of Purdue teams every single year. This Michigan State team, I feel like they're so inconsistent that to favor them against any formidable Big Ten team 
you almost got to go with the underdog each and every time. And, and that's because this, the, the Big Ten is so evenly killed with all these teams that I don't think there's one team that is head and shoulders above the rest. I think they're all pretty much interchangeable. I think that for that reason, most of these games are pretty much 50-50 games as well. And the fact that Purdue has a, a lackluster game coming up after this one and Michigan State has Iowa staring them in the eyes. I think Michigan State's going to sleepwalk at the start of this game. This is a game that you're going to know exactly how it's going to go in the first few minutes. And I would be ready on my whatever app you use, Bart, uh, Sportsbook, uh, Penn National Gaming, or uh, FanDuel. I would be ready, waiting to see the first few minutes, how it plays out. If, if Michigan State starts off sloppy and Purdue comes to play, I would also throw some money on the Purdue money line as well. I think Purdue's guards are really going to give Michigan State trouble. And I do think that it was a little bit of an anomaly, Michigan State's defensive effort uh, against Maryland just a bit ago. Or, excuse me, Rutgers. I think that we're going to see that it was a little bit of a flash in the pan and that this team truly does struggle on the defensive side of the ball. And they're still trying to figure out the three-point shooting and putting points on the board consistently on offense. For that reason, I think that Purdue is going to upset Sparty. I would take them straight up in money line and plus five because I think this is going to be the game that we really do open our eyes to the Michigan State team and think there might be some true, serious issues with this team more than there has been in the past when they've struggled early in the season, more than maybe ever in Izzo's era. And I think that that's what's going to happen. That's going to be the big storyline heading into Monday on 97 won the ticket with Mike Villani and the rest of that crew. Take Purdue plus five tonight. That is 7 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. Uh, I don't have any specific lean in the overs or unders. College basketball is such a crapshoot with that sort of stuff that I tend to stay away. All right, the second game uh, on tonight, uh, Friday night, that is Hornets. Uh, and this is NBA action, of course. Hornets uh, plus seven versus the Pelicans or Pelicans minus seven. This is on ESPN on 7.30. Uh, over-under is 20, 217.5. Uh, Pelicans are 4-4. Four four, Hornets 3-5. and five. I circled this one because I don't know about how you guys gamble, but how I like to gamble is if I'm going to be watching... I know this isn't the smart, smart way to do it. The smart way is to just pick your spots. But if I'm going to be watching a game on a Friday night, I might as well have a little bit of interest in it gambling-wise. So that's why I know I'm going to be watching LaMelo. I know I'm going to be watching Zion tonight. Primetime, 7.30 ESPN. I'm watching this game 100%. You might as well put a betting interest in it. This is more of a lean, but I am putting it on my card, so it's an official bet. But why I'm looking forward to this game so much, I mean, it's time for the Charlotte Hornets to just give LaMelo the keys here uh, and put Devontae Graham, who's currently starting at point guard, kind of into the six-man role. He, he has shown so many glimpses of potential greatness in these first few eight games and in, and in uh, the preseason that more really than Lonzo has his entire career. And it's interesting, not only do we get Zion versus LaMelo, which is the first time those two have played since their high school game when even LeBron James couldn't get in the building, most watched high school game of all time, but it's also going to be a matchup of two brothers. You know LeVar Ball is maybe going to have some comments on Twitter or wherever you can get stuff from him, uh, undisputed on Monday. We also get the matchup of the brothers, but obviously we get Zion and LaMelo. We get all that tonight. A lot of young talent with uh, Ingram and... Devontae Graham and a bunch of a bunch of the other Hornets, Miles Bridges. It's going to be a fun game to watch. You're going to want to watch this one. I know it's not of the best teams, but I would say the Pelicans are a playoff team. In terms of the actual betting angle, I'm leaning toward Pelicans minus seven. They they have too much firepower. This this team, after missing the playoffs last year, they're still they're trying to take that step, and that's a dangerous team to have when you're going against a team like the Hornets, who really are on the verge of deciding whether or not they want to tank or if they want to actually go for a playoff spot. Pelicans, they're 100 percent going for playoffs right now, 
And that's why I think games like this, you know, the Friday night under the lights, I, I, I think there's potential for a LaMelo kind of coming out party. I don't think it's likely. I wouldn't hate it if this ends up making my pick wrong of Pelicans minus seven. If he does kind of take over late and puts on a show, but I think the Pelicans just have too much firepower right now and almost too much to prove. And they have some veteran leadership and JJ Redick and some other guys that I think Lonzo is going to be able to put the clamps on the metal a little bit, kind of the older brother, younger brother, take him back, you know, into the backyard and just kind of take him down a few pegs when he's cocky. That's what's going to happen tonight. But it is going to be one hell of a game, and I would get your popcorn ready for it. It's going to be very entertaining. But I am leaning, and I am taking the New Orleans Pelicans minus 7. I think you got to go over 217.5 as well. I think it's going to be really up and down. Pelicans like to run. Hornets like to run. A lot of points going back and forth. Not much defense in that game. Uh, my second and final NBA game of the weekend. Not a great NBA slate this weekend. Only a couple televised games, and most of them are, and both two of the three televised games this weekend are tonight. And the second one is the Clippers, minus five and a half versus the Warriors uh, at ten o'clock. Over under two thirty one. Clippers record six and three. Warriors after a very very slow start, they've kind of gotten the ship righted. They are now four and four. This is a this is a great game to watch because we still do not know who the Warriors are. At the start of the season, it looked like they were going to be in the top three or four or five picks again this year, which don't even get me started on James Wiseman. The guy's an absolute stud. Perfect body, perfect abilities for an NBA center, and the fact that he fell out of the Warriors and is going to help them keep this dynasty kind of rolling once Clay came, comes back is a little bit irritating to me as a Warriors hater. But anyway, I'm leaning toward Warriors tonight, and it's just for this reason. Warriors plus five and a half. Last Wednesday, I love the new NBA schedule this year. It reminds me a lot of like an AAU tournament or uh, I guess more like a MLB style scheduling where teams, they go to LA, they're going to play the Clippers twice in a row. You know, they're going to play the Lakers and they're going to play the Clippers, but the Warriors just played the Clippers on Wednesday. They haven't played anyone since, and now they're just going to play the Clippers again on Friday. They lost on Wednesday by six. And I think that in terms of NBA, it's tough to beat a team twice in a row like that. I don't care who it is. So the Warriors are going to have a few adjustments to make, and they're they're going to come out firing. And I think Steph Curry, just the little bit of competitive edge that's going to be added to having lost these guys on Wednesday is going to be enough to kind of fuel him maybe for a big night. Friday night, ESPN, 10 o'clock. You've seen this story time and time again. He's probably going to go off tonight. I don't like it. I'm not the biggest Steph Curry fan, but I do like money. So I'm taking the Warriors tonight, plus five and a half. And I'm going over as well then the over is 231 in that one one final thought on the warriors that i want to get out and this has nothing to do with my pick but just something i've been thinking about uh at the start of the year here especially when the warriors started opening night and the first few games they had a couple of blowout losses i honestly think if this warriors team cannot make the playoffs i know they don't have uh, Draymond, he's just kind of kind of trying to come back from injury, and I know they don't have Clay for the entire year, but I feel like a prime Chris Paul, I'm thinking 2014-2013 Clippers Chris Paul takes his team to playoffs, no questions asked. I would even argue that Russell Wilson, or excuse me, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson probably could take this team to the playoffs just through pure heart and determination. Russell Westbrook, I think Russell Westbrook, uh, if you remember the first year with Oklahoma City, I think that that team was a little bit worse than what this Warriors team is constructed as. So if Steph does not get this team on the right track and take this team to the playoffs, I think you have to 100% question how good this guy is. 
It's almost like Steve Nash, and you know when he won the back-to-back MVPs. Was it a popularity award? Was it because of the pregame antics and you know shooting the three balls, or was it because of what he actually did on the court? Just something to think about as you watch this game tonight. Moving on to Saturday, uh, first college, ba- second college basketball pick of the week. It is number four, Texas versus number fourteen, West Virginia. This is uh, at one o'clock on ESPN. This is the college game day game of the week. This is what I like to call just don't even look at the resumes. Don't even check the scheduling. Don't even check anything. Just go off of what you've seen from the past. Does Texas always disappoint under Shaka Spart? Yes or no? They do. Does West Virginia own the Big 12 outside of Kansas? Yes, they do. Is Texas really the number four team in the team in the country? No, they're not. This is the classics. The team starts off hot, has a weak schedule. They don't really lose the games they're, they're not supposed to lose. And now they have their first real test at West Virginia, going against the press, going against all that. And I truly think that Texas is going to get exploited. And that's why I'm leaning. I'm actually taking West Virginia just straight money line plus 300 against Texas. 1 p.m. Saturday, Bob Huggins. Over Shaka Smart. Give me Bob Huggins every single time in that matchup until Texas and Shaka Smart can prove that he's for real. This is a must win season for them. And this is a huge game. Texas coming in 9 1, West Virginia coming in at 9 3. They even have a couple more games under their belt. I truly do think West Virginia is going to end up rolling in this one and winning a big, big game to kind of kick off the college basketball season in terms of primetime Saturday afternoon games moving on later on saturday uh this is the only one of two uh picks i have i threw out the couple leans that i had uh the first game is obviously the 440 uh saturday game uh rams at seahawks minus three over under 42 and a half the big storyline in this one is jared goff's thumb he went under he underwent surgery missed obviously their week 17 victory but he easily could return i think they're planning on him returning but here's the thing I don't care whether Jared Goff plays or not. This is a, a Rams team that lost to the Jets just a few short weeks ago. They're stumbling in the playoffs. The, Seattle started off red hot, kind of had a little bit of a stumble near the end of the season. But who do I trust more? Do I trust Jared Goff or do I trust Russell Wilson? Do I trust Sean McVay or do I trust Pete Carroll? I, I almost think I would lean towards Sean McVay there, but Pete Carroll has won a Super Bowl. Pete Carroll has done more than Sean McVay. He's got more experience in these type of situations. Yes, the Rams have Aaron Donald and players like that, but I'm not worried about that. Russell Wilson doesn't lose round one playoff games. He doesn't. He's so clutch, and he has just the, the full cupboard at his capacity right now with, with Tyler Lockett, underrated wide receiver in the league, and DK Metcalf emerging as potentially the next Megatron, I don't see a world where he gets slowed down in a playoff matchup at home. I don't see it against a team that has just been shaky all season. I'm trusting the, the guy I know, the guy that I can rest my hat on knowing that if, I, if he does have an off game, I'm fine losing that way. Because if with the game on the line, with, with down three points, do I want Russell Wilson going against me if I'm taking the Rams plus three? and he's leading them down and scoring at the very end of the game. No, I'm taking Seahawks. Don't overthink it. Russell Wilson, take the pick. As for the over under 42 and a half, I love the over this week. I think this game has potential to have big time plays happening. Uh, A DK Metcalf, big bomb, Tyler Lockett bomb. Um, Robert Woods, Mr. Reliable and Cooper cup. I think it's going to be, it's going to be a little bit more higher scoring than it 
says, and I think it's rated so low because Jared Goff's injury. Jared Goff's going to play. That over-under is immediately going to jump to about 46, 47 come game time, and that's where I would lean. I'm going over 42.5, and I'm also taking the Seahawks, minus 3. Follow Russell, trust Russell. All right, last pick of Saturday is uh, the night game, 8-15 Saturday night. It is the Bucks. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus 8.5 versus the Washington football team. 62% of the bets are on the Bucks, which does make me nervous if you can tell which way I'm leading. But but listen, the pick is really honestly pretty simple. It's similar to the Russell Wilson pick. Tom Brady does not does not is not going to about to have a dogfight. He's not going to lose to a, a seven and nine Washington football team in the playoffs. A team that really should not even be in the playoffs. They don't deserve it whatsoever. They needed a team to tank to even get in there. The Redskins are horrible. Yes, they have a stud defense, Chase Young stud. But what makes you worried about that is the fact that the Buccaneers literally just have Antonio Brown on their roster, and you don't even hear about it. You don't even hear about it. They are so loaded. Tom Brady has so many weapons that they're going to be able to put up points on any defense. So Washington's not going to be able to keep this to you know a 14 to 20 a game. They're going to have to get up in points, and they're not going to be able to do that. I don't care who's quarterback. I don't care if it's Dwayne Haskins who just got cut or if it's Alex Smith who has a robot leg. It's not going to happen. The only thing that makes me nervous is that 62% of bets on Bucks. This is either going to be the classic guy, like this was such an obvious bet, or it's going to be Las Vegas just made a killing on this week thanks to Washington. If I'm Washington, another thing that would make me a little bit apprehensive is Chase Young. What are you doing? If there's one guy you don't want to give some bulletin board material because you know he's going to use it in the right ways, it's Tom Brady. Right after the game, you're saying, I want Tom. I think he knows that he shouldn't have done that, and I don't think he knew the camera was on him. And I don't think he knew he had a mic on him. I don't think that was intentional. But boy, oh boy, it was not smart to do, and that's why I'm leading Bucks minus 8.5. No which way on the over-under. I would lean toward the over, but I could see the Bucks winning this game by 30, you know, 30-7 to 7 or something like that, in which the over-under is not going to hit. So I do not take the over. I probably would lean under but i'm staying away from it 100 moving on to sunday browns excuse me that's a later pick that's the coup de la gras bears uh versus saints saints are minus 10 this is 4 40 p.m on sunday the over under is 47 and a half 55 of the money is on new orleans we all know the storyline here. I mean, this might be Drew Brees' last chance uh, to get a second Super Bowl to his resume. I mean, he's 42 years old. He's been talking about retirement on and off. He's had so many damn playoff heartbreaks in his career. I'm not really looking forward to this game. I'll also throw that out there. This is a game that you almost need money on in order to even keep your eyes open while watching it. Otherwise, this is your classic napper. This is where you take a nap at about 4 to 6 p.m. on a Sunday, uh, wake up, get groggy enough, get some dinner in you, and then you watch the night game. That's pretty much what this game is. But you throw some money on it, you're going to be entertained. But the thing that kind of is surprising to me, I can't believe this is Saints minus 10. I don't think the Bears are that bad. The Bears, since they brought Trubisky back, are 4-1. and one. Yes, they lost the Packers, but no one can beat the Packers. No one can stick with the Packers in the wintertime at Lambeau. So I don't really hurt them for that. And here's the thing about the Saints. Each and every single playoff game they have played since this new era of like the Alvin Kamara Saints with Drew Brees, this is these are their scores. Last year, 2019 wild card, they were favored in this one. Minnesota Vikings beat them 26 to 20. 2018 playoffs, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles barely round one, 20 to 14, and then lost. If you remember, this is the famous play call game or 
pass interference game against the Rams, 26 to 23. And then the year before that, the wild card game, they beat the Carolina Panthers as a big favorite, uh, 31 to 26. And then the divisional game, they lost the Vikings again. This is the Minnesota Miracle, 29 to 24. Every game is close with these guys. Every single game is close. And they are big favorites against Minnesota a couple times, big favorite against the Eagles. Every game is close. 100% on leaning Bears plus 10. I don't like it. It's one of those things you, you take a shot of whiskey right before the game and plug your nose, and it's a plug your nose type game because it's going to be ugly. There's going to be the 14 0, probably Saints start off hot lead. But I'm looking for a backdoor cover here by the Bears or potential. I like Saints are on upset alert. Of all these top seeds, I feel like they are probably the most upset alert just because of their past history. I don't know if it's Drew Brees, I don't know if it's Sean Payton, but it seems like the team is just a totally different team from regular season to playoffs. So they need to figure it out and I think the Bears are a little bit better than people think, which is kind of crazy to say because they have lost to the Lions. They should have lost twice to the Lions. But listen to some of these other Bears games in the past. 35 to 16 to the Green Bay, they lost. 41 to 17 to beat Jacksonville. 33 to 27, they beat Minnesota. 36 to 7, they beat Houston. Detroit, they lost 34 to 30. Green Bay, they lost 41 to 25. They put up big time points in every single Bears game. So the over under of 47, I'm also hammering that. I don't hate you know a five ten dollar bet on the Bears money line in this game either. I need Drew Brees to prove this to me in round one and round two of the playoffs before I start leaning heavily on this guy. I love Drew Brees, a Hall of Famer, no doubt. Just always seems to underperform in the playoffs, at least in the last few years. And they just have to stay within 10. I mean, it's an NFL playoff team. This isn't like the Redskins, excuse me, Washington football team who barely snuck in. This is a Bears team that, you know, 8-8, eight eight, they're a solid NFL team. They should be able to stay within 10 points of another team. And especially with the playoff experience they have, uh, if you remember the double doing game, a game they should have won. Trubisky's been there before. This Bears roster's been there before. The coach has been there before. They're not going to be scared. They have nothing to lose. They're coming in this game, guns blazing. So take the over and also take the Bears plus 10. Last game, Alabama minus 8 versus Ohio State. This is Monday. Game I'm looking forward to without a doubt the most this entire weekend. Over under is 75. I don't like the over at all. Most people seem to love the over because both of these offenses are so potent. But I just don't. It, you're you're counting on you know the, the thing that it happens is you're, you're if a team start kicks a couple field goals in the red zone you're not going to hit that over. You need touchdown, 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 touchdown. That's what you need if you want to hit an over of seventy five. And you can't have you know you're basically counting on a, what a forty two to or a forty five to to forty game. Excuse me, that was very dumb. 40 to 35 game is what you're counting on. That's a lot of points. It's a lot of points. I know these teams are good, but I worry a little bit. And Alabama's defense is a little bit better than what people give them credit for with guys like Patrick Curtain, who are just studs uh, on the perimeter. And they obviously have so many five-star recruits and so many stud players just on the defense all around. But Alabama minus eight. Before I get into the actual pick, one thing I have a problem with is the Alabama fans, and most notably Nick Saban's daughter, who claiming because Ohio State mentioned the potential of postponing the game a little bit because of COVID concerns, they claimed that it was because Justin Fields' injury. Justin Fields' ribs are fine. He literally has a little hip pointer. That's all he's dealing with right now. So if you're making your pick based on Justin Fields' health, sort of like a Jared Goff type situation, don't worry about it at all. He's going to be a, he's a game time player. He's going to be 100% ready to play this game. And it's ironic because Alabama is trying to get Jalen Waddle mixed into the he's, – he's basically week to week. And the fact that a postponement would probably help them get a stud wide out back into the mix 
more likely than it would make Justin Fields any more he- healthy is a little bit ironic that the Bama fans are saying crap like that. So I'm just not a fan of that. 55% of the money is on Alabama minus eight. I almost I almost feel like this game is just a 100% toss-up on who is going to win. Ohio State is not going to be scared of these guys at all. Ohio State is playing the best football they've played in years. And I know Alabama's Alabama. Nobody's even kept it close with Alabama all season. But Ohio State just blew out Clemson. Ohio State's playing incredible football. They might have the best player on the field in Justin Fields if he's looking as good as he did last week. And they have the best offensive line in football. If you have the best offensive line in football with an absolute stud quarterback, with a hell of a coach and play caller in Ryan Day, how do you not take Ohio State plus the points in this one? Throw a little money line on it, too. Maybe even a parlay. Parlay it with the over. If you Because I think Alabama or Ohio State only wins this game in an over. That's 100% what I believe. And I could also see the potential argument for the over is the potential play callers, Steve Sarkeesian, Ryan Day, because they, they go for the jugular. They're never going to stop trying to put points on you. So I could see a 45-45 to 45 game. But I just think it's more likely to take the under here as a safe bet. I, would lead, I don't think there's a way you lose both Ohio State plus 8 and the under. I don't. You're going to win one of those or potentially – both that's the way i'm leaning that's the way i'm feeling that's my card let me roll through them real quick before i wrap this show up i again friday this is tonight purdue versus number 23 michigan state college basketball i'm taking purdue plus five in that one that's on as a 7 p.m on fox sports one uh later on in the day 7 30 p.m maybe flip back and forth between these two games while they're going on hornets versus pelicans pelicans minus seven on espn and the over 217.5 i'm also going clippers Excuse me, Warriors plus five and a half on ESPN at ten o'clock versus the Clippers. No real line on the over under. I don't like either of them. Now on a Saturday, I'm leaning West Virginia. I'm taking them straight money line versus Texas. That's my one money line bet of the week that I'm 100 locking in. 1 p.m. on ESPN. That's the college game day game of the week. Uh, later on in the in the day, I'm taking Seahawks minus three versus the Rams at the 4:40 p.m. kick wild card weekend game. Uh, and I'm also leaning over on that game as well, the 42.5. The uh, game that night, the nightcap, I'm taking Bucks minus eight and a half versus the Washington football team. Hammer the over, or excuse me, don't t- I take the under on this one? And I'm leaning Bucks Sunday. Uh, last few picks here. Excuse me, I actually missed one of my picks. Let me just finish my card real quick. Bears, uh, I'm taking plus 10 versus the Saints, and I'm also taking the over in that game, uh, and I'm also taking Ohio State plus 8 and the under up 75. All right, one last pick that I forgot, but it's the best one of all, and that is the Browns versus Steelers. Steelers are six-point favorites. This is 8.15 p.m. Sunday night. People are going bonkers for this game. 60% of money is on the Steelers. Listen. There's nothing I want more than for the Browns to win this game. But that's not how these stories end. Uh, the Browns are like the Lions. You know. Actually, I think Juju Smith-Schuster said it best earlier today uh, with this. He said, the Browns are the Browns. They're the same Browns I play every single year. They're quote-unquote nameless gray faces. First off, that's a hilarious quote. Absolute bulletin board material. But I think it's okay to throw those sort of quotes out when you almost beat this team with Mason Rudolph in a must-win game last week. Don't overthink this game. The, the Cleveland Browns would need all hands on deck, OBJ involved as well, to beat this team. They don't even have their head coach. Did you watch the Lions versus the Buccaneers games? Yes, the Buccaneers are way better than the Lions, but they blew them out 
and absolutely embarrassed them because they didn't have a head coach. There is no way. They have been without preparing without a head coach all week. There is no way the Browns win this game. Listen, I love the story. I love the potential of it. But I'm about making money. Not about chasing storylines. Bet with your head, not with your heart. Take the Steelers. It's it's probably my lock of the week is Steelers minus six. Big Ben's back. A few of their big-time defensive players and uh, wider offensive targets are back. They're not resting anyone. There's a reason they rested because they know how much better they are than the Browns. There was up until earlier this year, Big Ben had more wins in the Browns stadium than any Browns quarterback ever. Think about that. Don't overthink it. Don't follow the storyline. Take Steelers minus six, eight fifteen p.m. Sunday night. That is a winning ticket for you. That's a golden ticket. Go take that to your. Go take that to FanDuel. Go take that to Penn. Go take that to MGM, and you're walking out with money. Block of the week, Steelers minus six. Rest of the games, I already let you know on them. Thanks for listening, though. That's a wrap on the Friday edition of Pick'em, Fast X Pick'em. I am your host, Fats Jared Patel. Thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing with a friend, potentially. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for commenting. Let me know what picks of these you love and which picks of mine you hate uh, in the comments on Twitter or wherever you listen. Thanks for listening, and and uh, best of luck this weekend. Bet responsibly. Turn on me